Welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Carpenter. Welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I'm glad that everyone is taking the time to uh, listen. And today, I'm going to complete my top 10 albums of all time. We'll go from number 5 to number 1. And if you missed the previous episode with uh, 6 to 10, make sure that uh, you check that out. Many of the comments from the past episode were incredible. It was great to hear many of your favorite albums. So what I'd like to do is just take a moment and discuss some of your uh, picks that you made. We had Thriller by Michael Jackson and Purple Rain from Prince. Without a doubt, two albums that defined the 1980s. They both were a part of many of our teenage years, not to mention the fact that they were both uh, massive hits. Rain on the Scarecrow by John Cougar Mellencamp. I will admit, this was a tough one to keep off of my personal list. This was Mellencamp at his best. He was earthy, edgy, and a big slice of home uh, on that album. Hotel California by the Eagles. Again, classic Eagles at their best, even if we're still not sure exactly what that song is all about. In a future episode, I hope to do uh, some favorite songs, and I imagine the Eagles might just show up there as well. Again, any list like this is subjective and personal. The beauty of music is how it affects each of us so differently. We both may have a love for Purple Rain, but for entirely different reasons. So having said all that, let's jump into my top five albums of all time, and I'm sure there's going to be some surprises uh, ahead. Number five, Love Has Come For You by Steve Martin and Edie Brickell. I know you're saying, wait, what? Steve Martin? Like the wild and crazy guy, Steve Martin? You bet. Steve Martin is an accomplished musician and banjo player. Teamed with Edie Brickell, think of Edie Brickell and New Bohemians, and uh, she's also the wife of Paul Simon. This album was released in 2013, and it's a roots, folksy, bluegrass piece of work. It also was a number one Billboard bluegrass album as well. The music is fairly simple, not a lot of flash, but it's catchy. And it's catchy in the way, you know how we all enjoy comfort food. Well, this is an album that's certainly comfort music. It's worth a listen, and I encourage you to do so. Number four, Christmas Time by Michael W. Smith. Now, this was a difficult pick. Michael W. Smith has become, in my opinion, the new master of Christmas recordings. Shall we even say the Paul Anka or Perry Como of our generation? I do know that Christmas music can be quite polarizing, but for me, it's a very important part of each and every year. He had recorded an album entitled Christmas in 1989 that totally changed Christmas music for me. 
It was a symphonic journey that still to this day, when I listen to it, gives me chills. Christmas Time, however, was his second recorded Christmas album and barely beats out the aforementioned Christmas album on my list. This has three of my all-time favorite Christmas songs on it. The title song, which is Christmas Time, The Christmas Waltz with Sandy Patty, and Welcome to Our World, which was written by an incredible songwriter by the name of Chris Rice. This album is pure Christmas spirit from beginning to end, and it's a nice mix of favorites and spirituals, and it makes it just a perfect mix for Christmas. Number three, A Night at the Opera by Queen. I have a big place in my musical library for Queen. This was Queen's fourth album released in 1974, and I'm here to tell you, 45 years later, it still stands the test of time. An interesting note about the album was at the time it was the most expensive album that was ever recorded. You'll find songs like Death on Two Legs, Love of My Life, Bohemian Rhapsody, You're My Best Friend, and 39, which is probably my favorite song from the album. This is an album that is an extra treat if you listen to it with headphones on. There's just so much going on in the background. Again, this is an album where the band Queen is hitting on all cylinders. Not just rock, but let's throw in some progressive rock, pop, heavy metal, hard rock, and avant pop. It contains a diverse range of influences, including folk, uh, British, music hall, jazz, and of course, opera. It is a wild ride to listen to, and it is one of my favorites. Number two. Back Home Again by John Denver. If anything, my top three of all time are from different corners of the universe musically. In case you didn't know it, John Denver is my all-time favorite artist. I have a playlist with every song he ever recorded, and it plays on shuffle for me quite often. Back Home Again is an example of music style and lyric crafting merging into something that's just special. This was his eighth album, and at the time, one of his biggest sellers. It was released in 1974. This was an album my dad had in his collection, and I credit him for my love of John Denver and Frank Sinatra. I can remember at a young age playing this album over and over again on our box stereo in the basement. I've always felt like Back Home Again is the musical equivalent of a hug. It just makes you feel cozy and secure. Songs like Back Home Again, Grandma's Feather Bed, Thank God I'm a Country Boy, Annie's Song, and Matthew, they can all be found here. And it was also a Billboard number one album. And now we get to number one. My number one all-time favorite album. Sign of the Times by Prince. So the first thing I might hear is this. You didn't pick Purple Rain. You chose this over Purple Rain. Well, yes, indeed. And it did for many reasons. Purple Rain was incredible and would most likely be number 11 on my list. But as a collective work, it was pretty defined. It was a movie soundtrack. Sign of the Times is a musical and lyrical bombardment that shows Prince at his very best, doing what he does best. This was his eighth album, and it is a double album, released in 1987. 
He had just recently dropped his band, The Revolution, and this was a change of direction, sort of. This is one album by Prince where you could easily say, that song there, that, that could have been on 1999, or that song, oh, that song could have been on Purple Rain. This was, was, was his most critically acclaimed album, even more so than Purple Rain. In a retrospective review, John McKee of BBC News cited it as one of the most acclaimed albums of the second half of the 20th century and a masterpiece encompassing all of Prince's musical personas, bedroom balladeer, penitent Christian, one-track mind, lover man, modern-day Basie-style band leader, whimsical storyteller, meticulous orchestrator, guitar-wielding axeman, and pop craftsman. I've listened to it several times the past few weeks, and I can say there isn't a dud anywhere on this album. There isn't a skip. It's his royal badness at his best. There's a new deluxe super version that just came out that has 60 plus unreleased songs added as well. So number one on the list, Sign of the Times by Prince. So there you have my top five albums of all time. And one thing that is evident about my musical taste is that I'm not cornered into one style or, or one genre. My list featured bluegrass, rock, alt-rock, folk, country, opera, funk, and so on. And believe it or not, you will often find me listening to classical music. I would like to leave you, as we end this episode of the Transmit Podcast, with the lyrics of a John Denver song from the Back Home Again album. The song is entitled, The Music Is You. The words go like this, music makes pictures and often tells stories, all of it magic and all of it true. And all of the pictures and all of the stories, all of the magic, the music is you. The music is truly you. It's a part of each of us and tells the stories and paints the pictures of our lives. Leave a comment with your top five or anything that you would like to, to mention about the episode. And, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Transmit Podcast. Take care, my friends, and God bless each and every one of you.